Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. We've picked up our first points of 2022 on the road at Woking. Here to talk to me about a pleasant afternoon at the Kingfield Stadium or the Lathwaite Community Stadium, I think it is also known as, uh, is Ben Barrett. Hello. And the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> he was there. His first away day of the year, his first Yeovil Town game since November, I believe. Uh, Mr. David Coates, good evening. Good evening. And can I say we won that one as well? And we won the and we won the one before and the one before that. But the last <laughs> time I didn't see us win was all the way back at Solly Old Moors. So there you go. We've got, a, we've got a pretty good record between us, me and you, haven't we? We have, we have. If we hadn't have watched the Bournemouth game, if you hadn't watched the Bournemouth game, then you'd have been you'd have been flying, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I like to think I still haven't lost a league game and <laughs> I've still not seen Grant Smith concede. <laughs> that is true, yeah. So, well, are you two coming on Tuesday? Because uh, at this rate, <laughs> any defeat is going to be on your shoulders. <laughs> That's fine. And to be fair, we, we we may talk about it, but I've taken the blame for one thing this week. <laughs> and the fact that a certain Mr. Tom Knowles isn't going to be there on Tuesday, it's kind of my fault. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, if you're happy to take the wins, I think you also need to shoulder the responsibility for the defeats as well. As uh, I kept uh, get hearing from Mr. Uh, Jake Farron on the terrace on Saturday uh, about my lack of attendance at Cheddar, then I said to him, you know, just let me know when you're going to come and pick me up and drive me all the way down there because that's all he has to do. Jump on a team coach, or not a team coach, uh, jump on a supporters <laughs> coach and get someone else to take you there. Someone did that for me. I'd be there every game. I promise you. Making my own way there. That's a problem. <laughs> so, how was Woking, Dave? Talk to us. How was the the pre match? You you obviously trained it down with a lot of. I think we should talk about your train journey back <laughs> as well at some point. Um, but yeah, how was how was your pre match? Let's talk pre match. Did you get yeah. a burger? Uh, I, well, I do know I got McDonald's. So because uh, yeah, so there's there there was a route from Woking Station to uh to mcdonald's and then to o'neill's which is where uh 
everybody was well everybody who'd come in on the train which was quite a lot of people to be honest with you so uh, yeah you heard them even with my ears i heard them before i uh, <laughs> i was even got anywhere close to uh, to o'neill's and yeah it was fair to say it was a it, i don't think there were too many woking fans in there let's put it that way but, uh, <laughs> it looked like uh, there yeah. might look like there might be a few cases of uh, omicron following the older uh... Yeah, there was definitely social distancing was at, a, was at a minimum. I think if there's any, uh, you know, restorative powers of uh, dark fruit cider, though, I'll be all right because uh, <laughs> my, I've now got a jacket that just stinks of that. So uh, yeah, there was there was quite a lot of alcohol being thrown around, and uh, yeah, just as I was not quite at the end of my uh, my first drink, uh, Elliot Watts decided to knock it out of my hand. To be fair to him, he did buy me another one, but um, uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I think it's a question about Elliot's uh, state, but we'll, yeah, we'll come on to that. But yes, <laughs> pretty much was good. And then I went down to uh, went down to the ground and had a drink uh, in the uh, it's like a snooker club around the uh, around the back of the um, the stadium there. So I had a drink in there and then went uh, went in. Yes, I, I positioned myself on the side. There's like a, if you've ever been to Woking, it's like a terrace down the side, and then there's a this I don't know who designed Woking Stadium, but I think they just thought. Right, we'll just build one massive stand and then we'll not worry about the rest. Because it's just like behind one goal, there is just this enormous stand which looks like it should be in the Premier League. And then the rest of it is just like, I don't know, any other you know, Isthmian League kind of non-league side. But yeah. yeah, they do have one. They've certainly spent a lot of money on one end of the ground, haven't they? They have, yeah. And it's a very impressive end, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I positioned myself on the terrace as opposed to uh, as opposed to in there, but uh, that did give me the uh, the pleasure of seeing um, you know the, uh, the the atmosphere build, shall we say? And uh, yeah, even ASA, even with my poor hearing, the uh, the, the 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 chanting was audible um, against our uh, our dear leader from from the off. To be honest with you. So. <laughs> Oh dear, there was a couple of banners as well, wasn't there? There were a couple of banners, yeah, there was one hung up behind me, um, uh, or yeah, not, not far from where I was stood, and then there was a, yeah, there were a couple, uh, couple of bed sheets unfurled, um, so somebody's mum is going to be uh, be upset that their best bed sheet has been, uh, been defaced, but you know. All in, a, all in a good call. And I do have to say, I have to take my hat off to uh, Mr. Sam Collard for that video at the end of the game of the players celebrating. He's managed to edit that banner out beautifully. You get a flash of it right at the beginning, but apart from that, I mean, bravo, Sam, bravo. <laughs> a one, wonderful piece of camera work. Oscar worthy, I'd say. I do, I do wonder, I had this image of, of like you say, someone's mum going, that was pure cashmere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where'd you even get the spray paint from? <laughs> you know the thread count on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so pretty pre, pretty much was uh, was was good, and then obviously um, you know the we, we we turned up again, and we knew what the front you know who was who was playing up front because last weekend we didn't know so much who was playing up front. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't think of there weren't too many surprises. Were there in the starting lineup? Barkley in for um, well Hunt or Staunton. I think Williams ahead of two left backs was perhaps yeah, yeah surprising. But then when you hear about you know the manager said after that he's in the form of his life and um yeah probably I mean there's Morgan Williams hasn't done anything wrong when he's played left back so why yeah. should he not be on the pitch I suppose and he's ours so yeah there's there is that um. Talk think, about the, the front three. Sorry, Ben. What were no, you I was going to say, I think there's, I think he gave um, Jordan Barnett a good shout out as well. And I think missing Staunton in midfield is changing the way he make, thinks about that midfield and having, he talks about the energy of those three and the fact that they'll just run for days. And Jordan Barnett has a bit of that. So I think that's also plays into his hands that actually he'd rather use Jordan Barnett for the, for, further forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, it seems like Barnett is pretty much a centre midfielder now, doesn't he, rather than a, rather than a left-back. Um, but, yeah, Robinson had been doing all right. So the front three, the front three. Yeah. I, I mean, thought they... they were great last week, and you yeah. put in our chat that you enjoyed it. Um, 
Def, definitely, definitely in the in the first. I mean, there were a couple. There was a couple of minutes. I mean, they had a decent chance, like really early on, maybe like the first chance of the game. But then after that, they seemed to find that they they got the ball to Wakefield. They got the ball to oh, to Sonny and Knowles as well. I, I, and I think we were talking about this on on Thursday. You could just tell that they couldn't cope with them. Uh, you know, big old Musa Diara in the middle of defence in McNerney. Um, and I think it was McNerney who. Um, uh, Mr. Header, or you know, he was at fault, I think, for, uh, for for letting Charlie Wakefield through after what was it, quarter of an hour or so? Um, and uh, yeah, you know, great finish again, beautiful finish. I mean, the manager said afterwards, didn't he? It's finished like a centre forward, which uh, which you know he isn't really, but um, but he was. But then, and then there was a period after that, probably for about the first twenty-five minutes or so, where they just couldn't handle us, and we were just pressing and pressing and pressing but then we seem to stop uh, and we, you know they uh, I think they may have had a couple of attacks and it almost seemed to like um I don't know trick something in our head where you know we, we we just I don't know if it was complacency but we just stopped doing the things that had been working for us in the first um 25 minutes and we let them into um it a little bit I mean uh, we'll, we'll come on to it in the second half but they were awful. <laughs> Woking. They're just such a poor team. Without and, and I'll say without Kretschmar, we spoke about, didn't we, on, on Thursday. It, you know, you can just see how much he brings to that team. Because they just had, you know, going forward, they couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. They really couldn't. It was uh, that Effiong up front, he was just it was yeah, hurling himself on the floor for a man of his size to uh yeah, to to you know, get touched and go down. I think it was him that went down that um, uh, Mark Little picked up his first booking in the first half, which was, you know, it was a soft one. But um, I said in my conclusions, I think there were, this was a ref who you could almost <laughs> complain about referees, but um, you could tell that he wanted to get involved and he wanted to, you know, he wanted to book something. And I think both we and Woking made it too easy for him to book, you know, for to players um you know their, their players were were going down quite easily um i think there's i can't remember what both their bookings were for but one of them i thought was a little bit soft as well but yeah when you see both sets of benches <laughs> hurling abuse at the referee you know it's fairly clear what kind of a, a game the officials had there but yeah so i mean right we were well worth it at half time i think um we were well worth the uh worth the lead there and then um, second, well, yeah, they they made a couple of changes. I think in the second half, they brought yeah. on the, they yeah they brought on a lad um, who was playing out wide a bit more. Um, talking to a Woking fan before the game, he was saying the same thing happened to them on Tuesday night. Um, they, um, they 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 hadn't played so well in the first half. Then brought someone on, and uh, um, you know. I think it was the same guy that they brought on in 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 midweek who made the difference. So why I didn't start with him, I don't know. But um, but yeah, they definitely started bombarding us a little bit more, and um, and then obviously we lost Mark Little on um, on the uh, on the hour mark. I say the first booking was definitely soft. I'm going to go full Wenger on the second booking because it was over the other side of the pit, so I didn't see. It. I just saw him you know, appear to fly in there a bit well certainly a bit too recklessly for a man who already had a yellow card anyway right in front of their bench so their bench was obviously you know jumping jumping up in the air at that point and there was only really going to be one decision um there i don't know either have you seen it on i haven't seen the replay yet or the highlights no i've only seen the goal because charlie wakefield has broken embargo on instagram and posted the picture of it posted the video of it (laughs) (laughs) he must have swiped it from the national league show or something (laughs) it looks pretty good i wonder if i wonder if sam sent in the the clip going you can use this but not till 10 and he's just gone (laughs) with it anyway um yeah so um i've only seen the goal yeah Um, so explain to me then dave after after the red card what did the defense look like how did it line up because we made a change almost immediately Robinson on for low Everton. Yeah, yeah. So basically um you you still had uh uh Williams switched over and uh um Jack Robinson went in on the other uh, on the other side and then yeah. I, I mean Barkley and Wilkinson I thought were I, I mean Barkley for a player who you know barely even met his teammates 
he was throwing himself in front of everything. Um, Wilkinson as well. I mean, um, again, it was another conclusion, but you just see how much, how much we miss him when he's not there and how much we, you know, how much value he brings when he is there because he was just, yeah, throwing himself at everything and uh, organising everything. And that was the one thing. I, I mean, I, I, for the first 25 minutes, I, I was impressed by Mark, um, Mark Little. There were a couple of occasions towards the end of the first half where he got caught out. But the one thing I did notice, I say, um, was uh, his talking, talking all the time to the players around him. Um, and that was that was good to hear because, um, yeah, could be my ears, but you don't hear it. I had a great deal of that in the previous. Uh, going to blame my ears for everything now, aren't I? Um, uh, yeah, so I hadn't heard a great deal of that in previous games. So that was that was that was a good thing to um, that was a good thing to hear. But yeah, I mean, and Jack Robinson when he came on again was good one on one. I thought against. I have to keep qualifying this by saying against a poor Woking team. I mean, if they knew how to put a proper ball in or they had a, they had, uh, if they had a striker like Tavon Campbell um, still up front, you knew where the goal was. I, I, we could have been in a bit more trouble than we were. But yeah, they um, they they didn't help themselves, but they um, but they did do a, they did help us. And it really was backs to the wall. I mean, the second half was horrible. I they could lived my life never having to watch that um anything like that again it was uh yeah it was a bit like the alamo for a lot of i can only remember one occasion where the ball got forward i think it was alex bradley sailed one just um a bit high and a bit wide but yeah it um it was it was enough it wasn't pretty but it was enough you know what after after a run like that that, that's what you want in a strange way you either want to go and blitz someone five nil or you want one of those defensive stalwart hold on for dear life. They'll be bouncing Monday morning. They might be a bit sore in the legs and they might still have headaches from heading all the clearances away, but they'll be bouncing knowing that they've done it and fought off and us against the world adversity type stuff. They'll be bouncing Monday morning and that's only got to be a good thing going into Tuesday night. So I think, um, yeah, to, to hold on, that's going to do them the absolute world of good. It really, really is. We've had this, you know, we've had this before, haven't we, where we felt, we were sitting on a lead or we were holding on to a lead and we felt comfortable. Did you feel comfortable like we've done before or not so much? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, Grant Smith, I, I can only remember him actually facing one shot. Uh, what, can't remember him having to deal with anything other than uh, an effort that they had in the, um, in the second half. So I, I didn't feel desperately worried in that second half, but, I don't know whether that was my confidence in what we had or my confidence in them in, in Woking not to, uh, you know, not to eat their own dinner. But um, you know what I mean? It was. Uh, no, yeah. not really. <laughs> no, not that, 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 when they made the dinner, they put it on a plate, but they couldn't finish it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, steak and chips, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, they did. They left a lot of it. But yeah. <laughs> But no, I'll, I'll I'll be positive. I'll um and I'll say it was yeah my confidence in uh, in the place that that, that we had there because like I say you know Grant Grant Smith never looked particularly troubled. One opportunity Wilkinson and Barkley were brilliant. Morgan Williams was good again. Um and I say uh, Robinson when he was uh, when he came on didn't didn't do a great deal wrong either. Um it was just. We couldn't get out. We couldn't clear our own lines for for a lot of it. And the ball just kept coming back and back and back again, um, which you know is going to, isn't it? When you've got um, when you've Adi, only got when you've got Adi Yusuf up front. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. He did. You didn't. Look, you he did. looked a lost soul for a lot of it. Yeah. You didn't get to see Ruben Reed. Is it is it no. not difficult to 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 judge those on those type of performances where they have to be? lonesome and just there to you know just yeah i mean he didn't he didn't see a lot of the ball i'm gonna say um, that's i'm not yeah i don't think you can give him a hard time over a, a backs to the wall defend the alamo defend uh performance like that not unless he's gone in at centre back <laughs> no he didn't go in <laughs> definitely not no. he might have scored no. but i have to say though i have to give credit to um to wakefield because he played as a you know basically a lone striker for until yusuf came on for um a lot of that um a lot of that second half when uh when after little had been sent off and he was just running everywhere i mean 
What was it we thought we signed? We thought we signed someone who had some terrible injury record and mm. was going to, yeah. He never stops. He's mm. just like a dynamo. But um, yeah, you have to give his uh, his work rate a, um, a big gold star for um, for that. So yeah, it wasn't pretty, but it was three points. That's uh, all we'll take from that, I think. I've just checked the stats. Do you want to have a guess at the Woking's possession stats of the game? Um, over, the, <laughs> over the course of the game, I bet you, well, second half, it would have been 60-ish percent, I'd have thought. 62% possession. Shots on target? Say, I can only remember one. There may one. have been more. Was it one, was it? One. Yeah. yeah. We, had, we had three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One out, one out of three ain't bad, is it? But, well, yeah. Woking had... Uh, 13 shots, 12 off target, one on target. Yeah. Like I say, yeah. yeah. I, I remember Barnett. Barnett had a great shot there um, just after we scored. it. see that their keeper made a good save from, I can't think what the other effort on target was. But um, but yeah, it doesn't surprise, the Woking stats don't surprise me. I say they were, they were poor. They were poor. They were, um, um, but I, I didn't feel a great deal of sympathy Yeah. Uh, for their um for their supporters who were singing you're going bust in the morning so uh yeah, not very classy that is it but, Oof. yeah bastard it's at I least know. it's at least wednesday or thursday before that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah. let's they're wrong aren't they here we are sunday morning <laughs> yeah it's been and gone let's let's talk about you, two other you no know we're not we're not yeovil town football club dave oh we'll yeah not. <laughs> but to be fair between us we've probably got a couple more quid um <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of players then. 37 minutes in, Tom Knowles was a, what was it? Daft bugger. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. Booked. Um, Tom, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry. I asked you about it on Thursday, on Friday. I put it in your head. Yeah. You're thinking about it. You, you tried to warn him though, Ben. I you did. Told him. You let him know the consequences. I did. Yeah. Do you think right. too many people tried to warn him? Because it sounds like the manager was yeah, said something to him on well. him a bit as well about it. Yeah, do you remember the uh, Jose Mourinho quote about Balotelli in the in the Champions League? No, of course. So it, Jose Mourinho quote where he says, "I only I was with Inter Milan and we were away at somewhere really difficult, and he had one striker and it was Balotelli and he was um, on a booking in the first half, and he said, I don't care what you do, I have no strikers. All you all you have to do is not get booked in this next forty five minutes, forty sixth minute. He boots someone up in the air, gets the second yellow, and gets it off." <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. in his head yeah exactly so uh, Tom if you're listening mate I'm sorry yeah but I guess it I mean it's massively frustrating that it was for such a annoying thing a, de- a delay the restart <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. unnecessary um, all of those things that we've said before isn't it about mouthing off at people and all of those uh, all of those kind of things if you're going for a, a you know, 50-50 tackle and you're late and you get booked for that then you kind of say okay but yeah things like that just stupid dopey daft bugger whatever <laughs> you call it <laughs> I thought it was he sort of he um, qualified that Mark Little he didn't think Mark Little was dopey enough to no, going for a second. Going yeah, for a yeah, slide yeah. tackle on a second when he's on a yellow card already. Yeah. But did qualify that that was typical dopey Tom Typical Tom Knowles, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so I think we're going to miss him, aren't we? Um, or are we? Well, Or are we going to call upon our new superstar signing <laughs> who didn't make his third debut? Third debut? Off the bench? His Back. three, his three-bue. Three-bue. <laughs> 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 Throw me Are we? Is Sorry, that, is that we're going to chuck him. We're going to chuck him into a derby after uh, what, yeah. nine months away. Yeah, 94th minute, Lawson Diaz winner. Um, bloody good dabbing back in it. Yeah, I didn't see him. <laughs> oh. I mean, there was there were people running along the uh, warming up on the touchline, but um, but yeah, it is nice. I mean, we said all along, haven't we? If we could, if you could get Lawson Diaf sit, sit fit for like sixty percent of matches, then I mean, he's already failed that this season, isn't he? Because, <laughs> but you know, sixty percent of those that are left, yeah. he wasn't under contract until Friday. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, but you no, know, it is, and I mean, he was the kind of player because. 
when we got the when we got the ball in midfield, it just didn't seem to stick on Saturday. And it, yeah, I say we kept giving it away. And you just think with a player like him on the ball. To be fair, Dale Gorman had some good moments. Um, and Worthington again um, was uh, there. There was nothing wrong with him or or, or any of them in midfield. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there, 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 there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> no, but there wasn't. Uh, they didn't have any. Uh, they didn't have any moments where you thought, uh, you know, you're constantly giving it away. Um, but you just think someone like Diaf could pick that pass or, um, you know, win that uh, win that tackle as well. It would have been, you know, would have been good to have a fully fit, uh, ready to go Lawson Diaf there, and maybe he is. I don't know. I saw Dale Gorman's lovely double drag back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the little <laughs> twist. <laughs> I'd rather he do that than shoot all the time. Mm, yeah. Definitely, I think. We did give the LAs at that point. I think. Yeah. Wow. There were a few. There were a few LAs going round. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know what squad number Lawson Diaz is going to take? Because Flash Scores hasn't got it, and I saw a picture of the team sheet, and it's not listed. Oh. The only he was he eight, does, wasn't he, last year? He was eight last season. He was yeah. 14 when he was with us with the first in. Both of those are unavailable. And every other Lawson Diath-ish number, I think, is taken. What defines a Lawson, a Lawson Diath-ish number? So you need an attacking, creative number, don't you? He can't wear two. Or Could he wear seven. 10? Joe Quigley was number 10, wasn't he? He was number 10. I forgot about number 10. <gasps> he might take 10. He's a number ten for me, Clive. Oh, I think I think he might take ten. I was going to go with twenty-seven. <laughs> Why twenty-seven? Because I was I was going two plus number. seven equals nine. Number nine. <laughs> I was going yeah, through Paul the numbers. Down Morano, we are, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I was going through the numbers. Seven's obviously gone. Matt Worthington's got it. Eight's gone. Dale Gorman. I thought eleven. No, Tom Knowles. Fourteen. Alex Bradley. Fifteen. Sonny Blulow Everton. Eighteen. I thought eighteen. Brilliant. You can have eighteen. Albie. Still listed. <laughs> Can't even yeah. have 18. About 88. No, because it's above 39. <laughs> um, Charlie Wakefield, 19. So I was thinking, oh, we're into the 20s now. 21? Gonna have 21. Jack Robinson. Ah, that's frustrating. Not really sure he's a 21. Um, 23 then. No, nope. Addy. He's got to go all the way up to 27. But I think, I think you've nailed it. I think he takes 10. <laughs> you counted so high as well. And you I know. about number 10. I know. Well, it's just because I happen to be using a list that still includes Joe Quigley. So. Yeah, they didn't do. They they drew at the weekend, didn't they? Did they draw? Uh, no, they won it they in won last minute, minute, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. I think well, people weren't very happy with Mister Quigley. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's had the best of starts there. What number was Barkley wearing at the back? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't look at things like that. <laughs> Why not? What colour boots did Barkley have? Yeah, what shin yeah, pads yeah. did he wear? And what foot does he kick the ball with? <laughs> pass, pass and pass. <laughs> oh, no, he headed the ball an awful lot. Pass, yeah, kicked Kick, the ball with, with his, his head. head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, well, number 10, hopefully, for Mr. Diaz. And if someone can let us know what number Barkley wore, I'd be gratefully appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Is it not mate. on our match report? <laughs> well, not if I no, didn't know. It's, no, it's probably not actually because I did the uh, the teams. Um, should we talk Weymouth, or is there anything else we need to cover off about Woking? I suppose we sort of started talking about Weymouth already, haven't we? Who's going to play in the Tom Knowles position? I've got a feeling that he's going to. I reckon we might see Addy. I think he'll stick with two up front. Addy and Charlie Wakefield with Sonny behind. Do you not think the, the fact shape. there was no Ruben Reed? Why was there no Ruben Reed yesterday? He was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. But why didn't he come on? Why wasn't he? I think he probably refused to play because you were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I wasn't going to boo him, but um, no, the, but do you not think that maybe saving him would choose the mind? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I think. But why would you change when this three has been so successful for two years? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think Addy is, I'm not saying Addy is Tom Knowles, obviously, but he's a, cl a closer type of player in terms of he's quicker than Ruben. He seems to go forward with the ball. 
like Knowles, he does at times when he gets it. So I just think he's... <laughs> Ruben just picks it, turns his back to goal and just walks backwards. Well, I think we're, change- I think we're changing the tactics because we're, we're going back to that, oh, let's lump it to Ruben and, or get into Ruben's feet and get others involved. Whereas we've been all right with this, you know, a bit of a dynamic trio. Can I throw a curveball number a uh, player in there? Yeah. I want to see Jordan Barnett up there. <laughs> oh, oh, run. In the three. <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm being deadly serious. I'm being deadly Not from left back to centre forward. We've just we've just talked about how he's a you know yeah, and a I, and midfielder I, now. Yep, yeah, and we put Alex Bradley in the midfield. He did go I'm, off injured, didn't he? I know that's that's my only concern is that he's not going to be fully fit. But there's a part of me, a sick, twisted little part of me that thinks <laughs> I want this guy picking the ball up 30 yards out from goal and just giving defenders hell. And Being attacking. And, attack. and yeah, do you know what? Having a pop occasionally. Yeah. And I'm so I'm calling it here now. I want Jordan Barnett to have a crack in that front three. No, there's go. a man who'll shush the away end as well, won't he? I can guarantee it. <laughs> maybe we'll have another player. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't. <laughs> hey, we've had two in twenty. Uh, we've had two in forty-eight hours. Yeah, one and a half, I think. I, 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 I don't think we ever really, in our hearts, we didn't lose Lawson Diaz, did he? He was always one of ours. No, he was. He was even more so after his exploits on commentary. Yeah, exactly. I, I did notice. I, I can't remember who it was, but someone said if um, if he comes on and scores, was Sheridan going to swear live on air just for, you know, <laughs> honor of him, which I think we should insist upon. I think that. <laughs> fucking hell. Word. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what have he done? Yeah. Well, if, we, if he does it on Tuesday, she's definitely swear. I think. So what? Where's twenty two? By the way, it's fine. Okay, that's 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 acceptable. Stand down, listener who's yeah. searched or <laughs> tweeting. Uh, ben, what Hello. ranking are you now on the BBC commentator league table? One higher than before. <laughs> He's moving up. So moving who did we who did we have after we had Lawson, Wheelie, Critz, Marcus, Marcus. <laughs> he was very good again on. He was very good again on Saturday. It was quite annoying. <laughs> You're very good, Ben. I, I, I am. It's just he's better. Put your fishing rod away. No, I am good. I'm very good. He's better. <laughs> no, I don't show off. Fucking hell. <laughs> Bit off himself here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's is that Champions League fourth place? Yeah, you're in the qualifiers, aren't you? It's a trophy, know. isn't it? Fourth place. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Winger Cup. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I'll see you at Chesterfield. <laughs> so, are you, are, are you are you going to be there Tuesday then, Ian? Yeah, yeah. I'm there under I'm the eight. Forward to it. Yeah, unless yeah, I should be. Mm. Unless, <laughs> unless well, unless someone's bought that ticket. Yeah. Um, might have bought the ticket. Well, I don't know. Um, didn't know if you had anyone particular in mind that might have bought a ticket. <laughs> No, do you? Bought no, 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 no. I, I can't think of anyone. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I am going. Should be good fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Well, uh, especially after Weymouth. I was going to say that. The 92nd minute own goal. I had a spy in the camp on Saturday. I didn't realise this, but my uncle, the guy who was saying about who took me to that um, uh, reserve team game. Uh, all those many years ago. He's an, an Oldershot fan. He went with Oldershot to uh, to Weymouth. And I asked him, what were Weymouth like? Nothing special, mate. That's what he said. <laughs> so there you go. There's your verdict. Well, we um, know that, though, didn't we? Yeah, but he said they... Um, uh, he thought, well, obviously, he was going to say Oldershot deserved it. But, um, yeah, he said he, he didn't think uh, think they were anything good. Poor old Brandon Goodship. He's got the, the, the horror of facing uh, Grant. Uh, Smith's hips again, hasn't he? And now he's uh, he's got to do it with that eating yeah. away in the back of his head. <laughs> if his confidence can be any lower, exactly. Oh uh, yeah, it should be, be fun. Out. It's good. <laughs> oh dear, 
I think it'll be good. I hope we've, you know, I hope Barnett's not that bad. I hope we're, you know, selection-wise, we're okay. It sounds like the, the manager's pretty accepting of it all now, isn't he? Yeah. He knows for each game he's going to have to um, move some square pegs into some round holes and sort of hope for the best. Um, but again, you know, we talked about this game. We talked about Woking thinking we should get something there with, you know, them losing Tavon Campbell and Kretschmar being out. I mean, how far adrift are Weymouth at the moment? How... They're a long way out to see. Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot put yeah, a lot put So yeah. you know, we should we yeah. shouldn't be making a dog's dinner of this like we did in the FA Cup. We need to Jeez. you know Yeah. Oh blimey, I didn't realise how they, yeah, they are I just looked. They are probably yeah, nine nine, nine nine points away from relegation zone. So yeah. yeah. They've lost two, drawn one, lost two. So lost the last lost the last two. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we should, you know, I know our form has not been great, but we need to use Woking as a springboard here and mm. get back into it because Eastley is going to be tough, isn't it? And is it Eastley next week? Eastley, uh, no, Solihull. Solihull, yeah. So Solihull, that's going to be even tough. Then it's Eastley away, isn't it? So No, Wilson. Oh, yeah. I got to look at the Tuesdays on my calendar rather than just the Saturdays. Um, Tuesday. <laughs> you going to that one? No, I would have. I would have gone, but FA Cup, mate. Stupid FA Cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got a tricky. I mean, the Wheelstone one. You know, I'd like to think that one's okay, but a tricky couple of games. Either side of that, Solihull are absolutely banging them in at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, Dallas that, scored five the other day, didn't he? I know. He's, he's and, in ridiculous form. And they scored like, five again yesterday, didn't they? And I think he scored one. He got two. Two, did he? Yeah. Because oh. I noted I noted yesterday that loads of players in our division scored two goals. I was sat there thinking, I quite like Charlie Wakefield to add to this stat. But I was going through <laughs> the list. So Stockport, who scored two for Stockport? Uh, Johnson scored two for Stockport. They scored five. At Boreham Wood, Reese got two. Um, Halifax, uh, Waters got two, Grimsby, Efete got two, and then scored an own goal at the other end. Solihull, Dallas got two, and that was the only. So every so in every game where the, a team scored more than one, at least one brace was scored, which I thought was a strange little stat. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, I did make me think when I was watching Ine Effiong hammer another opportunity over the bar and wondering what a decent striker would do against us. Andy Dallas looks like he's a decent striker, doesn't he? Just, a, just the age in three. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, well, let's not worry by about the, that. By the, yeah. <laughs> by the time a bloody that, good job we didn't sign him. By the time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We didn't want him anyway, did we? We got rubbish. Uh, we've got Joe Quigley. We had Joe Quigley at that uh, time. Yeah. Joe Quigley would have, you know, would have killed Dallas's development. And you know, Lawson Dias is going to be like a new signing, isn't he? So it's fine. Correct. Should we do some questions? Yes. I thought, I thought there's something else I want to say about Weymouth. <laughs> I can't remember the life mode. Is it rude? Probably. Yeah. Is there something about seagulls? Um, I don't think so. Have you got any advice for what seagulls should do on Tuesday night? Uh, stay away from the seaside. I don't know. No, there was a genuine. <laughs> if she was Park or I birth, yeah. There was a genuine actual football point I was going to make, and I know new manager bounce. I think they're <laughs> over that now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no bounce, no play. Yeah, no. Forget if it. Only the, if only they had some experienced, you know, ex football league manager in a role there who could take them to heights. Like some someone who's played however many times the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Better manager than Darren Sala ever be. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he up to now? Um, okay, well, we've got some questions about Woking. Uh, I've got a few about the about the game yesterday. James Drew, should the new owners, uh, let's put a big uh, inverted commas around new owners because we don't have new owners yet. First permanent signing B, Ben Barkley, given his six out of seven performance. 
six out of seven. Hi. Talk to us, Dave. How was Dave. it? Six out of seven? Uh, I don't think it was a six out of seven. No, I think it was a solid five out of seven. Okay. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll Surely see. he's got a score to get a six, hasn't he? Yeah, I'd say he's got, got to do, a score got a goal to, to get a six. He's got to do a little bit more to um to get a six. But he was very he was very good. Um, I mean, you know, he's here for he's here for a month. He's not a he's not our player. He's obviously got experience elsewhere. If he does very well for us, he, he's probably going to go back to Stockport and play for them, isn't he? But um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if um, if 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 we brought Ben Barkley in based on what I saw Saturday, which you know you don't judge anyone on one game, do you? But um, yeah, I would uh, I would be uh, I'd be all for it. He looked uh, yeah, he looked like a, a good addition. Would we be happy with him? I've no idea. I've only seen that forty five <laughs> minutes where he was rubbish. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, don't judge him on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just keep going through these until you tell me to stop. Um, Paddy oh. Horsington, OG. Um, have we had goal-scoring strikers all season in Charlie Wakefield, Sonny Blue, Low Everton and Tom Knowles? We just didn't realise. And therefore, could Joe Quigley's sale have been a blessing in disguise? Talk to me, Ben. I'm just glad someone asked the manager for his tactical insight at the press conference regarding this, because I thought that was really interesting. Um to get this guy on co-commentary. <laughs> there are three or four others that are better. Um, I, you know what? I hope so. I, th- and I think that's a part of the reason why I know you laughed and sniggered at me wanting to stick Jordan Barnett in the three. But if this formation is working and keeping opposition's thinking and proving to be a hassle, especially early on where we are, we have been strong, then, yeah, maybe. Maybe. And we have to use Yusuf and Reed for the... From the bench or, or, or as impact players or to, to try and save a game or to try and chase a game, maybe. But yeah, I I, I love that this is working and I, I hope we keep it for Chesterfield because I want to see it in action. I do. Yeah, I think the sale of, I don't know, I think the sale of Quigley may have been a blessing. It's not, you know, it's not it's hard to say at this stage, isn't it? Um, because it's always good to have players and selling Quigley, you know, it's not allowed us to like change our system it's just it sort of forced us to do it but you know the manager may have come across this trio at some point anyway given the injuries and how we tend to go up and down don't we with players and suspensions and that type of thing um but i think yeah like you said ben the three the three works i sort of i sniggered at barnet because i think the three at the moment is quite um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're quite dynamic and they can all do different things. Whereas I think Barnett is quite a, he's a good player, but I think he's got a sort of one way of playing, which I don't think necessarily suits that because Knowles and Wakefield will move all over the place. Whereas I think Barnett's not the type to pop up on the right wing and then smash it in with his right foot. Whereas I think Wakefield and Knowles are maybe a little bit more two-footed, um, and they've got that attacking—you know—if they've got that attacking history, they're, they're attacking-minded players. Whereas this is probably the furthest forward Barnett's played, if he's been a left back or a left wing back. Okay, um, Hewish Hugh, question for Ian. To which of the nine circles of hell would you condemn Darren Sahl? This is getting dramatic. But a post-match interview, sacrilegious description of Tom Knowles as a dopey bugger. <laughs> I've looked. I don't know what I've, the nine circles of hell are, but I've looked them up and oh, yeah. I've selected the sixth circle of hell, Jeez. which is heresy. There. I thought you say Hereford then. <laughs> yeah, I think Hugh would agree with that as well. That that is definitely a circle of hell, Hereford. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, Darren Sahl can go in the sixth circle of hell for his heresy against Tom Knowles, who we've implored people to not fall in love with, but yeah, just uh, yourself, no. And I think is Charlie Wakefield getting into that category? Is he already in that category? Main manager said he's the first name on the team sheet, didn't he? Which he said through gritted teeth. But um, uh, yeah, he um, yeah. So I think he might fall in love with him a little bit. I think number one should always be the first name on the team sheet. Well, yeah. Charlie Wakeford <laughs> is the best on earth, so I hear. Yeah. So 
name. <laughs> right. Um, Craig McCann. Oh, I'm going to ask a question to myself from Craig. Coach, have always thought on the drunken state of Elliot Watts on Saturday. All I can say, lights were on. No one was home. And this was maybe a good couple of hours before kickoff um, and a very long time after he had uh, uh, got on a train at Yeovil Junction. So, yeah. On a scale of one to Hartlepool. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't Hartlepool. It wasn't okay. Hartlepool, but um, he's yeah. matured. He's he's grown up then since then. Uh, well, that's not. I did uh, enjoy. I think it was Ryan Blatchford described him as the blue smarty. I think that is a good way to describe <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, he's just yeah constantly on the go, isn't he? But um, but yes, yes. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> a little several sheets to the wind. Um, <laughs> Palace Glover. Do we know, as in do either of you know, because I tried to look this up on the train home last night and I couldn't see it. Do we know how much a club gets fined, if at all, for every time a smoke bomb is let off at a game? Um, And there were two green smoke bombs, which appeared at the back of the um, goal. I mean, I looked this up and I saw lots of information about what happens to the individual. uh, who's uh, accused of doing that, but I couldn't see anything levelled against the club. Anyone know? Um, I, I, I did a similar little bit of um, research, I guess, and the only one that I can find that's sort of clear as day is Leeds were fined 20 grand, but that was more for the... Um, they did some... When they won the league and they broke the COVID protocols by having a big open bus with all the players on top of it and mm. thousands went down but other than that like you say it's all individuals and you are in the thousands <laughs> yeah you are in the thousands but the clubs i cannot seem to find any actual things no no well yeah there were but, uh... we, but we will see if any charges land the january charges are normally in the next week or so so we may see some charges i don't know yeah, there, mm. were, there were definitely a couple of. Um, There's, but but don't do it. I've got asthma. I don't like it. There's been some at home games as well. In I think the Bournemouth game, the Stevenage game, and you know I don't think stewards never really were able to pick out who it was or you know exactly where it comes from. So it's ah, uh, it is. Am I being a bit of an old fuddy duddy about it? Because I don't like them and I don't know what they add. And I know that they're cool with the kids and they, they produce the scenes and the absolute limbs. <laughs> but... I mean, it, it feels like this thing that goes in and out of fashion, doesn't it? I remember yeah. sort of, I think when I was at uni, there was a lot of no pyro, no party and all this sort of shit wasn't there. And <clears throat> I don't know, I don't, you know, when you're a teenager or an idiot, maybe you just don't give a shit about what other people think. Or how your actions affect other people, um, and this is probably a wider, you know, there's a wider conversation. I, there were chance again of this whole sex offender nonsense, <clears throat> which uh, was actually, you know, these were directed at Scott Priestman. I think for you know, for all the man's faults as a football owner, yeah, to attack someone personally with just completely (laughs) just unsubstantiated nonsense is just offensive and wrong um no matter what your feelings are about the bloke and i think it was adebayo akinfemwa who there was a video of him last night after an interview where people have been chanting that towards him and towards the manager, I think, as well, of Wickham, and there, you know, I think to it's it's just shit, isn't it? It's just so pathetic and mm. wrong. And I know we said this before, but the news today, um, this morning, that's broken about Mason Greenwood, and like <laughs> it's. Not, not the kind I mean, of thing you should be making about. light of, is it? Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's not something to joke about because you know <laughs> this whole her game two thing and things like that that 
there's a whole research about how many women get you know abused at football matches and all this type of stuff as well and it's like it's not you know football is a family thing to go to uh i can't remember the last time i went out for you know a meal with my family <laughs> or i've never been out for a meal with my family and heard <laughs> people chanting about yeah. people being sex offenders and you know i don't think it's appropriate or football is the right place for it and needs to be stamped out and i think if we had <clears throat> i don't know i feel like we need some sort of authority in you know just at the club that pulls us in a certain direction hmm. rather than is like don't do that you know we need to be led as not we as such but i think need to be led as supporters as to you know these are our values as a club this is what we stand for this is who we are and <laughs> those type of chants don't fit in with those values bringing you know fire risks into football stadiums <laughs> aren't <laughs> part of those values and you know look at the weymouth game throwing a bottle on the pitch mm. and all that it, it's just it's it's not right and i don't know if it's a culture thing maybe it is a society thing you know if people are chanting it at wickham you know in the away end at wickham obviously it's not just specific to us it's just it seems to be doing the rounds doesn't it it seems to have been one of those things that because it's maybe a catchy tune everyone picks up on it for me for me you rank it alongside if, if this was a homophobic thing or a even a racist thing i it, it ranks alongside those for me yeah it's that it's that low level of scumbaggery and if that's what you're doing and i and i really hope um that whenever these things do happen that there are enough good people because i know that good people exist at, at our football club and in the stands that they're challenged on it and and called out and i like it that adabayrak and fen was done a little thing to say stop being stupid and i think maybe that maybe that's our role a little bit as people that do listen and do kind of understand what we're going through and maybe maybe we'll see others maybe we'll see other clubs maybe we'll do it maybe we'll start seeing other social media pages just saying look cut it out this is ridiculous there's no it's just no need there's just no need. You can be negative towards Scott Priestnell all the hell you want. Be negative towards anybody all the hell you want. But uh, there's lines. And it's not like we've just skipped beyond the line. This is a long way beyond the line to say those things and mean it, even if it is jovially. So look, if you need to hear it from anybody, hear it from the people that are telling you to stop now because it's, it's unacceptable. And, you know, hey, that's our job. We've we've called it out now. If you're doing that, we don't want you anywhere near my football. This football club, I don't want you anywhere near this football club. So others want to follow suit. At other clubs, other fan pages, other Yeovil Town related things. Crack on, call it out because it's sick. I don't like it, and we're better than that. Here, here. Yeah, I can't add anything more to any of that. <laughs> no, no, and I think you know, I think as well, like on the on the you know there's lots of chatter on social media about people supporting the team and you know being against Priestnell and I think there was a couple of sarky comments about nice support I don't think supporting the players and voicing your opinion against the owner are mutually exclusive like yeah. you can <laughs> you can do both yeah. obviously we've gone to Woking away after losing six games on the trot is it six games um and then we've won and at the same time we've won supported the team onto it and also made our voices heard about the ownership without impacting what happens on the pitch it's yeah. like if ever there was evidence of that you can do both this wasn't like oldham throwing tennis balls on the pitch or anything like that and i've got no doubt that these players are so sort of inspirational and so um <clears throat> they just work so hard and supporters are obviously so totally behind them that it's um i don't think it would detract from that i don't think there's there's not a willing from supporters to get in the way of the players and obviously that didn't happen yesterday so no i wasn't close enough to individually see who was singing what john but i can guarantee you where the, where the bulk of the noise was coming from there was uh, that noise was 
um, you know, not everybody who was sat in that area was uh, chanting against the owner, um, but a lot of them were. But then those people in equal measure were singing their hearts out for the lads. So, um, yeah, I can absolutely um, 100% say they're not mutually exclusive. You're absolutely right. So, yeah. We may have answered another question that we've actually got from Alex Healy, which is, what is the most pointless chant? Um, now, he gives the examples of <laughs> your shit ah to the goalkeeper. You're paying to watch him kick it so he's better than you. <laughs> Yeovil's a shithole. I want to go home. Not seen anybody chained to the railings yet, he says. And sheep shaggers we know what we are have they actually shagged the sheep so there you go um <laughs> if we didn't need to press the button on the swear word then we definitely do now but um but yeah um any other <laughs> well, any other options in there there's some good your ones. shit ah right is that not more of an attempt to try and put him off it is yeah yeah rather than accusing him of being poor at football uh -huh. <laughs> have is, you yeah. seen uh the clip of aaron ramsdale I think it was at Leicester and he yeah. kicks a ball and he joins in with them when he turns around. And... Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, most pointless chance. Um, I was going to say, based on um, the past couple of games, um, telling referee, you don't know what you're doing, because it's obvious <laughs> and don't know what they're doing, isn't it? But at this level, anyway. Should be banned from non-league football, at least. Yeah. Um Yes, uh, I've got one, but it's totally gone. From, I, I mean, I don't like the battered everywhere they go. Oh, God. When, you, when you're losing. When you're singing to Bournemouth, Bournemouth yeah. get battered everywhere <laughs> they go when they are battering you. Yeah. That has a place, though. That has a place. It'll have a place it come does. the 90th minute on Tuesday night. That'll have a place. <laughs> so yeah. let's not let's not chuck that in into room 101. We can keep that for special occasions. Okay. Like Easter Monday when we send them down. Yeah. <gasps> Lawson sends them down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what I don't like? There was one where, like, we're the left side, we're the left side, we're the left side mm. over here, we're the right, but they were on the same stand. <laughs> and but I don't... were they on the left side of that stand? Yeah, it depends so were... where you're looking at it as yeah, well. It? Yeah, it just I don't get it. Is it your left or my left? That's... Yeah, sounds like a Leeds thing to me. That yeah, thing. yeah, well, why do we? Do they sing twist and shout at away games? Why? I don't know. I think I, I, they they were singing it in O'Neill's before the um, before the game. I think. I mean, it was I like a, I like the Beatles as much as the next man, but I think that was just an opportunity to jump around like a lunatic and throw beer everywhere or dark fruit cider, as I discovered. Um, yeah. What about when sick. we went through that phase of uh, a bit of Ronan Keating? You say it best when you say nothing at all. Oh, I like that. See, I'm gonna say I like it, but in terms of pointlessness. <laughs> If we are talking pointless, we should have had Chris on, really. Foxy, <laughs> Fo Foxy should have joined this this conversation. Now, come on. I've, I've heard from Foxy today, and he doesn't like us. Um, he, uh, he, he he pulled me up on mentioning... He doesn't like us. No, he <laughs> doesn't like us. He does like us. He does like us. And we love him, too. But, um, no, he pulled me up on mentioning Angola. So, I am sorry, Foxy. <laughs> and, and, and if you want, you can say Ben Nugent's from Street. I don't mind. It's fine. <laughs> he was born in Hertfordshire, but he can be from Street if you want. <laughs> All I, want is, all I want is your happiness, Foxy. That's you get pulled up again now, aren't you? <laughs> no, come on. I told him I loved him live on air. Well, not live, but yeah, on air. Cut that out. Okay. Yeah, it's not, not uh, Lonely Heart. Um, so we've only got one more question, I think, which is from Chris Angelo, Green and White Goals. Do you know why we don't have a women's team anymore? And do you think we will have one in the foreseeable future? By the way, I do know that we used to, used to, what used to be Overdown Ladies is now Bridgewater United, but could not figure out why they dissociated themselves from us. I didn't see anything official about it. Well, they did merge at one point, and it was called Yeovil United, wasn't it? Or we were Yeovil United, then uh, we became Yeovil Women's Football Club before that. Then it was Yeovil United when we teamed up with Bridgewater. Then it just became Bridgewater. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, their previous ownership were never particularly supportive of the women's team, were they? There was never, you know, it was almost like a battle to um, <laughs> to play at Hewish Park. 
despite being in the Premier League in the in the WSL. Um, or is it WSL? I think it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know why we don't. I can only assume that it wasn't sustainable. That's what it seems like. Especially the level we were at. It almost feels like we reached the top level and then women's too, fast, too soon. Well, maybe I think, and then it was almost like women's football exploded around that time, didn't it? And then you saw players like Sam Kerr come over and like sort of really big names, sort of Miedemar and I think Arsenal have got quite a few, haven't they? Um, and it's sort of reached a level now that we would never be able to compete. Didn't, well, we didn't, didn't really compete at that yeah, that one season, did we? After dropping out the, again, I stand to be corrected. After WSL, didn't we go essentially bust, but not actually go bust in the FA? I know that there was a whole thing. Stephen Allison, Allenson was was um, involved in it, and I know he said that actually he wanted the FA to redact certain or retract certain phrases after like administration. Yeah, because they didn't actually ever go into administration, but they would dock the points as if they did, mm-hmm. and things like that. And ownership transferred a couple of occasions, and it kind of didn't get sorted, and they just kind of got left hung to dry by the FA. And I think they got a new yeah. owner, twenty nineteen, eighteen, nineteen ish, and I think he's kind of gone big on a big rebrand and, and just a big reboot and start again. It says here that they were they gave notice of an intention to appoint an administrator. Um, and triggered an insolvency event, which means there will be deducted points uh, under Rule 19.22, which obviously we all know if an insolvency event shall occur <laughs> relating to any club, that club should be deducted 10 points or, or be awarded in the league to which it participates. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll lose 10 points. That's basically what that means. And as for, do you think we'll see one in the future? I really hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, me too. Um, I think there's, you know, just from a, uh, just from the standpoint of we don't have a, you know, Yeovil Town don't have a women's football team despite being the biggest club in Somerset. And just that sort of, you know, the inspiration that could provide to lots of little girls who obviously play football now, but at the moment they're never going to play for Yeovil Town ladies in the same way that if you're a, a lad um, coming up playing football down Mudford Rec, you know, you can see <laughs> I could play for Yeovil Town one day whereas it's not, you know, it's not like that <clears throat> for the girls. So yeah, I think I think it will um, will definitely be a good thing and yeah I, I if our um, presumably incoming ownership um, are as community oriented as we believe they are, then I can't imagine it will be too far down the to do list. It does. It, it did add an Ian nudge nudge in there, Chris, in his question, but um, I don't think that means that you have to, you know, do it yourself. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not setting up a ladies football team. No. I know my manager, though. <laughs> if yeah. I did. <laughs> There you go. Looking at you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I am looking at Ben for the for the. Yeah. It's going to be take. a long trip down. And maybe bitch, maybe it's a bitch maybe, of a commute. Maybe, <laughs> gonna say. What if you were driving young Barrett down as well? Millie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to see her play football. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What what position is she going to be? She's going to follow in her father's footsteps and play in every position. I hope so. Um, yeah. She is. She's a little bit of a beast. I think. I think she's got centre back written all over. Her. Is she? Yeah. 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 Modelled on. Just someone rock hard. Yeah. Just someone rock okay. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Adams. Yeah. No, no, no. I think more. <laughs> I think. I think. I think we'll stick with the theme. I think more Steph Horton. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so the only thing that I think remains for this is to uh, to talk about what we've got coming up in midweek, I think. There's, there's, w- there's two things. There's one thing I want to get. So that that you've got, and then I want to finish off with one other thing. One other, one other question slash request. All right. Okay. And then I want to finish off with a song. 
Oh, right. how, how did you know my question slash request wasn't the song? <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, just before we came on air, we learned that um, a Where Are They Now, Yeovil Town, uh, Mr. Lee Johnson had been relieved of his duties as manager of AFC or Sunderland AFC. Um, along going alongside him was a certain Jamie McAllister, his assistant manager. So, without giving away the identity too much of the uh, the Glovers past <laughs> interviewee, uh, narrow it down to two there. But um, uh, it may be a little bit dated by the time we get to Wednesday. So, um, yeah, listen out for that one, and uh, you have to forgive us for, uh, for 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 that. We had no. Um, you know, no indication from the Sunderland board that this was going to happen. <laughs> they, did, they didn't consult us, which is just frankly. Yeah. Uh, in hindsight, next time we'll email the club beforehand and say, please don't. I think we should clarify that we've not got an interview with Lee Johnson. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying <laughs> so, to give some bit so of, of the two then. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I want to know is does their, their, their departure, does that mean Jevo's in charge? Maybe he can play up front for us. If not, yeah. Will we take Lee Johnson in midfield? If it means Jordan Barnett goes up front, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ben. What's yours? Well, I, I was just wondering if, if maybe Belinda could play us out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she probably could. Right. Enjoy Tuesday, everybody. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.